We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Today on the show, I'm going to let you know about some giveaways. We have a $100 giveaway if you subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast and leave a five-star review in your DraftKings handle and something you like about the show, you will be in the draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Also, if you smash that like button, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me an upcoming topic you would like to hear discussed on Cust Corner! Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner! Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> Not what people are calling it. They will be in the draw for 20 DraftKings dollars. Winners always announced on Monday's Pat Mayo Experiences. Experience I. Experiences. Experience. Either way. We haven't done a cuss like a legit cuss corner in a while, especially with Jeff Feinberg here. But I think believe the last one we did it actually Garyan was here. So Tim, we're going to throw the floor open to you. This is your time to get your grievances off your chest. What would you like to talk about? Well, the first thing I have in my notes of things that has been annoying me, and I don't know when this became a thing, that apparently people are purchasing phone covers or phones that they can take in the shower with them. And I don't understand the appeal of this or the interest in this. Why would you bring your telephone into the shower while you're showering? If you want to listen to music or something, then put it on a dock or put it in the sink so that the sound uh, you know, it goes out. Or don't take your phone in the bathroom at all because bathrooms are not sanitary places and you put your phone by your face. So you shouldn't have it in there to begin with. But if you're going to, why would you ever want to take it physically in the shower with you? Were you going to put it on the, on the soap rack, on the soap dish? Like, come on, people. What are we doing here? Soft that. 
There is a very easy answer to this question, and you have not stumbled upon it yet? No. Oh, Jeff, would you like to guess what the answer is? Listen, four, I would it's, say, it's, like... It's four letters. Oh, I was going to say... A few, uh, like, oh, oh, that's gross. That can't be the reason. What? People don't want to have a beat in the shower? Of course they do. They just want to watch porn. Oh, my God. you fucking God. kidding that's me? This is clearly the answer to this question. I, I don't know. Some people don't have a good memory bank. They need to have their phone, and they can't bring their laptop into the into the shower. Their wife them. and kids are around. That's the only place they have privacy, I guess. Listen, as someone who uh, has a wife and kids, I mean, the shower. It's the only place you get to yourself at this point. Yeah, I know. Happens. Wish I had one of these waterproof covers. I, I'm now sorry I brought this subject up at all. <laughs> well, I can't believe you didn't see this one coming. Oh... <laughs> that's awful especially if you get hacked then everyone would see it like that episode of black mirror uh so what else you got oh okay <laughs> that, that 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 was one of them uh what else did i have on my list of things that have been annoying me uh i don't know i i guess i don't this was flying around Twitter last week. And so I wrote it down as a subject for discussion because apparently it became very in vogue last week to take a whack at South park for saying that it, you know, that it's bad, that it's had a negative effect on the culture. And I'm not so sure that that's true or false. I don't know. The question is whether South park has been good for people our age and younger, because it's taught us to like to not have sacred cows and to laugh at everything and everybody, or has had, or has it had a negative effect because it is sneering and sarcastic and tries to take the stuffing out of people who are earnest and genuine and people who are frauds and has have not allowed us to distinct uh, allowed us to think that there are people out there who aren't just complete frauds and I don't know I'm, I'm torn about it. I'm not torn on this whatsoever and I don't think that really the online response was torn. There was like an article about I believe it was in the New York Times, right? I think that's correct. That someone released this article about the negative impact that South Park has had on society uh, and in culture. And most, I would say like 90% of the response to that article was, you're fucking insane. <laughs> like, that's craziness. But very online people would say that, right? What, that would be pro-South Park over anti-South Park? No, I would say that generally most online people would, you would think, would take the side of the author, but they didn't. Yeah, I don't know, because I mean, I think there is a kernel of truth and that there is something that South Park is doing, which is subversive in a negative sense. Like it, it, it does. It, there is something sneering and mean about it, which in small doses is fine, but it's not constitutive of a healthy society either. If that's like an animating feature of it. So I don't know. I mostly disagree with the idea of the article, but there is something to be said about that type of comedy becoming like a cultural touchstone is not particularly healthy, right? There is something to be said about having something earnest and clean as something, as something elemental with popular culture that we, we do seem to have lost that altogether. Yeah. Because no one actually like that exists in society outside of you. Probably most people, a lot of people are sneering. This is what they want. And listen, South Park, just like you said, they take the piss out of everyone. They're sort of agnostic across the board with this stuff. Like, they're not preachy about their stuff. No, no, they just, no, no. They mainly like, just attack people that are preachy. Uh, I like South Park a lot, uh, so I, I don't want to be misconstrued. But there is something to be said for having 
genuine like family TV that isn't full of sarcasm and uh, dark humor. Because like there's a TV. big audience for it. Yeah, this is also not family TV. It's a show that for people that are 18 plus on a cable network. Sure, I I agree. But I wonder that. But South Park seems to have a a larger role in our civil culture, civic culture, than that would suggest. Well, yeah, because I would say that South Park actually tackles issues that are important to people. I I think I agree. So if I mean, no one should be influenced by a TV show this way. Like if you, but they are. I, I'm sure they are. That's really sad. You say like kids people are influenced by what they see on television. The person in second place for the Democratic nomination is there because he's on TV all the time. People are very, very, very influenced by the things they see on television and the things they see on the Internet. It's actually a very rare person that is sort of inured against those types of influences. We're influenced by the things we see all the time and that we passively uh, take in. I would say, for me in particular, I've been more, I don't know if it's a negative or a positive, but far more influenced by The Simpsons than anything South Park has ever put out. My entire sense of humor is based on that show. And I would say that, you know, the sarcasm that comes along with it and just living your life like that with the the dry wit and the comebacks just don't you know, make you seem like an asshole a lot of the time. And, a lot of, and there's a lot of people like that. At the heart of The Simpsons is a genuine, soft, yeah, sweet... Yeah, that's not what people are taking away from it, by the way. That's no, not... but that's what ties it together. That's what makes the show not just fantastic, that, but... That is a lame argument. Now, it only, you only get like 30 seconds of it in an episode, or one minute in some episodes. But the fact that it's there, that these are genuinely good people, that there are genuinely human moments that aren't dark or uh, cryptic, I mean, is what elevates it above a lot of other shows. So that that can't just be passed over. Like Homer's a good family man, and that. But he's not. He, he's an absolute moron and a bad person until they decide. But, but until they decide, like, oh no, he, he's going to learn something from this. He's a but horrible he's father. Yeah, <laughs> but he's actually a really good father. He's not. He's a really terrible father. He's a, he's bad at a lot of things, but like at, like, be, like being that, a father. But we could go through a surfeit of episodes where he actually is a really good father. I mean, like the episodes where he physically abuses his son. I'm talking about the way he... I'm not talking about that. Listen, you can give people a pass for that, Jeff, according to Tim. That is an like, obvious know, outlandish game. He was so drunk, his infant is, like, driving a car. Yeah. No, but, like, the episode it, where Maggie gets to speak her... If you're voice. taking anything away from cartoons, and I'll include myself into this, you're kind of pathetic. <laughs> I love both shows. They're part of both of my childhoods, and now South Park, far more, you know, into adolescence, I'll, you know, watch you're an it. Adult, I love by it. The way. I was going to say, your adolescence was over 15 years ago, Jeffrey. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, you're right. But I meant, like, South Park came around a lot later. South Park, I believe, was 97? Yeah. Yeah, 97, 98. I remember going, like, one of those, like, cheesy, like, like, stores buying, like, a South Park t-shirt. Yeah. I'm really happy to have it. And, And, like, the evolution of South Park over the years, like, you know, people now associate South Park with tackling, like, the issue of the week. And you don't get an oversaturation of South Park because there's, what, like, 12 episodes a year? That's going to be it? But people think, like, it's a very current show. It's going to tackle what's going on today. But that's not how it started. Like, it was just a very goofy show that was kids swearing, basically. Yes. And the, the same things that people, like, hammered The Simpsons for when The Simpsons first came out was basically South Park, like, dialed up to a yeah. 1,000. And they became a big enough success, got enough cachet. 
to sort of call their own shots and turn the show into what it is now. And I, I don't know. I yeah, love it. But, I mean, the, the South Park outrage thing is no different than most things on the internet. Like, two or three snowflakes, like Tim, think that it's bad and then get, like, no, all triggered about it. No, but I don't think it's it. bad. I'm not taking the side of the article writer at all. I, I don't I, even think that there's a counter to it, to tell you the truth. Well, obviously, there must be. But what be. about the side of... Why? Because someone wrote about it? People are idiots. Even writers. Idiots. But what about the side of the article, the other side, which is kind of different, but sort of like how Simpson... You know, this whole thing, like, Hank Azaria won't do a poo anymore, and there was this whole... Um... I get that. No, and, and it makes sense, but, like, those shows... I agree. Like, guys our age, we were impressionable watching The Simpsons, like, probably, like, a poo... Put it this way, when, a, I, when I was eight and I watched The Simpsons, I didn't know who did the voice of Apu. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, of course it, not. Until <laughs> you, like, you actually found out who these people were, that's when, it, I mean, then fast forward 15 years, then it ends up becoming the issue. But like growing up in the 90s and even watching it in the 90s, like Hank Azaria was someone that maybe you saw in a movie, but it's not like they list all the voices that people do at the end of The Simpsons credits. It's just names. Bob. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the name behind it. I'm talking about sort of like the war on on that and, and on the character it seems was, fair and yeah it does seem fair but until that was made into a documentary no one gave no, no one, one really yeah, gave, gave a it shit. the time of day and so, they made how many what 28 seasons before someone said boo yeah or at least i don't know if anyone was saying boo or not previous to that it just that's when it was brought to sort of the masses through a documentary and other comedians calling it out or that one guy in particular like it just it never it so never it, that never occurred to me. So is the, the character gone now, or he's just not like uh, I have? That would lead you to believe that I've watched The Simpsons within the past decade and not just watched the old ones. I just like the old ones. Yeah, so do I. I watch new South Parks. So I don't watch new Simpsons. Of course. Do you watch new Simpsons, Tim? Very, very rarely. It would have to be a Sunday evening, maybe three times a year. A Sunday evening where there's nothing on, and so I just flip it on. For but you might minutes. not even know if it's a new one. Like, could be no, any from that, the last like nine point. years too. That's a fair point. I'm not doing the CTV stream now television that I'm told to watch these days. I go on normal TV and type in the normal numbers and watch it on there. So if it's a repeat, I might not know it. Well, that that's actually quite interesting because I wanted to talk about streaming versus TV. That we are getting to the point now where it might just be better to have cable over streaming services. Now, for a while, having the streaming services was the best because there was like two of them. Like you had Netflix and maybe you wanted something else. Maybe you wanted Hulu. Maybe you wanted Prime, whatever it was. But now that every single place has its own streaming services and everything isn't just congested onto one place, you need to have like eight of these streaming services if you want to watch the shows that you want to watch or the content that you want to watch. So one of two things ends up happening. One, you basically have a cable provider, but for streaming services that you could just buy the block, then you get all of them for a set amount per month. Or you have, like, they used to do with the cable packages before you could have, like, a la carte, I want that channel and that channel and that channel for two bucks a month. That maybe it would, t- you'd have to, like, Viacom owns CBS All Access. Maybe they partner up with Netflix and one of the other ones where that's a bundle that you can buy within this. Obviously, yeah. ESPN Plus and Disney Plus would go together. I think they go together now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe throw something else onto that too. It just seems like people are now paying as much for streaming services as they were for cable when they were complaining about it to begin with. Yes, it's like the reemergence of networks and why networks existed to begin with. And yeah, I mean, when it comes to this type of stuff, entertainment technology has a cyclical nature. We're go- we basically change things slightly but have gone around 
270 degrees and we're on our way to 360. Then the next couple of years, it's good. Life with cable in 2000 will be indistinguishable from life, uh, you know, in 2025. We, in my household, we subs- we have a lot. Just do both. And no, it's we've got everything right now because we have cable. We have Netflix. We have because Amazon is a godsend. You know, we have Prime because it comes with it. Yeah. We have Disney I, Plus because my wife. I just get Prime because I have Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. for like buying. Yeah. So that's like a great added what bonus. What do you mean you don't know what that means? Like you just use Amazon and you get the Amazon Prime? If you pay for Amazon Prime, so I don't have to pay for like shipping, like or if I a, want to get like day of deliveries, which I do, it's like I thought hundred. Amazon Prime was a television station, it's not a. Uh, it's, it's just Amazon. Amazon premium. Prime is a Amazon Prime is a service that you can buy through Amazon. It's like basically paying for like now your credit card fees are like one hundred and twenty five bucks a year. I believe it is like a hundred bucks a year for Amazon Prime, but it saves you on shipping. You get stuff immediately. You get more deals and that kind of thing. But as an attachment to that, you also get the Amazon Prime streaming service. Content. It's, you don't no. pay for it. Like, it's a part of the package. It's like there's Apple stuff with that, too. I mean, most people Well, I think Disney that. Plus sort of is taking it. Like, if we lived in the States, I would get ESPN Plus. I would have ESPN Plus because just you because have I Disney, have Disney, Disney Plus because I got two girls. My wife loves Disney uh, you sort of see the library, you're like, because they own 20th Century. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, well, they own all Fox and all the Disney products. Yeah, like when, I don't when my son is old enough to care about yeah. that sort of thing, like we're definitely going to have it. Yeah, so, so I, and I pay for um, the streaming service here to get me uh, NFL football. Oh, DAZN? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually just canceled my DAZN well, membership because now football is out of season. Exactly, but I'm saying, I, I don't care about the premiership. So. Um, you know, PGA Live... Just there's, I don't know, man. It adds up. If I, like the recurring bills on yep. the credit card, like every week, like, not every week, but every month, like my credit card already this, and it's all back. just the auto billing. Well, no, but the thing is, bundles of networks. I don't know if they'll come back or not, only because the people. This, the problem that ended up happening with cable is they made you pay for all these channels that you just don't want. So it needs to be a bit more. How custom. is Netflix any different? 95% of what's on Netflix is stuff you don't want. Yeah, but you have to think about that Netflix is a channel. That's what it is. It's no different than CBS. It's no different than NBC. It's no different than HBO. the Food Network, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah. HBO is a really good example. Uh, HBO has better products, but they don't have like the bulk of products that something like Netflix does. So if you have HBO Go, you can go watch all the HBO movies. You can watch all the HBO shows and go back into their library. It seems like a pretty good product to end up having because there's a lot of good stuff on there. If you want to scan through Netflix, there's a ton of stuff on there that you can have. But if I'm buying a cable package, like, besides Sunday night football, what am I watching on NBC? Zero. Beat the press? No. Okay, well, I am. This is us. Uh, you know, whatever various shows that are coming out, like various network dramas during the week, I'm watching those. The Good Doctor for Tim. Yeah, Good Doctor for Tim. Well, that's a CBS show. New, Am- New Amsterdam. Show. But like, I don't want outside of sports. I don't watch anything on these channels because it's. Oh, worthless. I watch. I, I do. Yeah, that's because you basically act like an eighty-year-old. Here's person. the other part of it. I the would, people like you never gave up cable to begin with. I would say those shows are easier to watch without owning cable than say me tracking oh, down yeah. um the other shows like those shows if i if there was one that was really good it would be really easy for me to track down 
if me and my wife want to watch Succession without subscribing to HBO would be a lot harder. I mean, I'm sure there's guys that can, yeah. their fingertips are experts that know all the websites. I, I don't. No, and a lot of these, like, really crappy, like, network shows that Tim is watching, like, you can go to their streaming, like, free streaming service on their website yeah, and just watch them. Yeah. That's why they say streaming now at this time, by the way, Tim. Yeah, I, oh, I know. I know why they're do, saying that. But I can just watch on demand on my But television. I agree. We're all sort of like at the, we feel like we've hit the, kind of Wait. past the point of no return. Like how many of these things, there's some great shows that Apple's put out, like the uh, the news. That is a bad show. Okay, it sorry. It is an objectively bad I show. I haven't seen, I just mean like a lot of hype, something I would have watched if it was. If it was, yeah, if it was on Available HBO, to me or Netflix, I would have seen the first four episodes already by now and determined myself. So, so I think that the move is, so like on the cable provider that I have, like Netflix is a channel. You just have to type in the Netflix password and then you just watch Netflix on your TV. Like, you know but you need your own subscription. Yes, you do. Well, I just use Tim's, but. I was going to say, you don't need your own subscription. I don't need mine. <laughs> no, and there's a lot of account share families. Why not? You can have up to 10 accounts. Like, it's yeah. it's a part of it. But I do think, like, Spotify is putting a big play in, like, they just bought The Ringer for $100 million. Does like, that mean that the Ringer podcasts are not going to come up on my phone soon? No, if you have Apple Podcasts, they will still come up there. But they, they are creating Spotify-only podcasts. Which I actually, get that. New so, stuff, but the ones that I currently listen to will still come up on my phone like normal. By all accounts, yes. I was yeah. worried about this. Okay, good. So, so this, I have no idea how I was going to find the Spotify podcasts and listen to them. So if Spotify can kind of get together, so let's say Spotify, they probably wouldn't team up with Amazon, but if they team up with one of these apps that like Spotify is another expense that people have every single month. Like, do you have Spotify? No. All right. Well, I do. It's like 12 I, bucks or I, 10 bucks. I, I don't. My wife does, so I'm paying for okay, it. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, you do have it, is what you're saying. So I'm kind of the same way. I don't listen to a ton of music, but my wife does. So we have Spotify. And, like, you know, it hooks up to all of our, like, wireless speakers. If we have people over, just put on Spotify or put on, like, the kids list on Spotify. My son loves it. So yeah. there's an expense, too. If you can start packaging Spotify together with Netflix or something else, then all of a sudden it becomes a bit more manageable. And you might – I guess the whole thing is, like, maybe they feel like people aren't tapped out on this stuff yet. That if they were paying 200 bucks a month for cable to begin with, like, what the hell is the difference to pay 150 for these streaming services if there are specific things on those services that you want? Yeah. And you can say that Netflix has a bunch of stuff that no one wants, which is true. It also has a bunch of stuff that people actively do want. You can't say that about a lot of these cable channels. Yeah, like CBS All Access. I mean, CBS All Access did probably the smartest move for any sort of startup of the streaming services that you could do. Like Disney plus was always going to be a hit. You have this gigantic library with all this stuff. What they put the star Trek, they put the star Treks on it. So it really works out well. Cause you buy something that has not a gigantic, but a very loyal fan base for one people who will go buy that product to watch these products. And now they're into their second star Trek show. I think a third one is coming out and they've both been like high budget and really good. So that really helps yeah. too. But if you attack that community, the Star Trek community, very tech-savvy people. It's not Tim who can't figure out how to order CBS All Access. These people know how to do it, and they will find out how to do it. So uh, apparently, it, I have it free on my Roku TV, but I have no idea how to use it. 
See, there's the problem. These people, they actually know. Like, that's a very savvy way. Go buy a product, which has a library to begin with, so people can go to your product to actually watch it. Although I think some of the Star Treks are, for at least in America, are on Netflix for the time being. Maybe they're on Amazon Prime. Each country has different regulations with this sort of stuff. Well, they've all had contracts previous to the yeah, like platforms. Like, for example, Friends is going off Netflix in America, but it will remain on Netflix in Canada. And I believe that's, the rest, unfor- that's unfortunate. And I believe the rest of the world, you don't need to watch it. What's the difference? I don't because it's trash. Okay, fine. I don't like Friends either. I don't care that I, I don't get triggered that I see it on my Netflix. I just simply do not watch it. I don't well, see why that's such a problem for you. Tim, do you I, pay I how many? Pay. Do, you, do you pay for newspapers online? Yeah, I pay for some stuff. Yeah, like I pay for the athletic. I don't. I found so, I find there's pretty good value. I got like a sixty percent off promotion. It's what what is it like twenty bucks a year for the athletic? It's I, like not expensive. Yeah, it's not expensive. I got like the best promotion I could. I swear it was like a sixty percent off. I, I there's enough content there. I like a good read. They give me what I want, and obviously they've proven to be the antithesis of the model. I don't get how they make any money. I don't know. They pay a lot of people, right? They pay a lot of people. The Just even the distribution of what they do. Yes, it's online, but that <laughs> server cost must be super high. And like, it's not expensive to have. I assume what they're doing is that people forget that there's so much money. And I mean, we've seen all these like data mining, Facebook selling your information, all these other places selling your information that I assume that's what they're doing too. Like that's where I real guess. money is. Like if you put in your email and they know your habits, they know you go see the Chargers stuff that they can then sell that off to a third-party marketing thing, and then you will start getting bombarded with stuff about the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, no. I, which I, I don't care about. As which is why my Twitter feed is all full of Coke stuff. Yes. Sure, yeah. Or anything that you tweet about. I mean, that's just, that is just Twitter taking what you tweet about and your keywords, sending it off to their marketing team, and that's how they're selling ads off of it. So whether you talk about something negatively or positively, that doesn't register. It's just you're talking about it, so you will see more of that. But now, like... <laughs> The athletics also like gotten carried away too. In my like, they like some of the stories, like they feel they got to like, oh, this is a joke. Like the first hot dog vendor in like some Czech Republic like soccer stadium, like profile. Like they're yeah, really, you, yeah, like, but you would be surprised why those articles are written. Only because and it's tougher because a lot of the, I mean, most of the athletic is behind a paywall. So the SEO value isn't through the roof. But if they see something trending in like a weird place where they think that they could get more subscriptions or reach an audience that wouldn't normally subscribe to it, that those articles are specifically written I, because someone I, has done the SEO that they will search and people will click on them. Sure. Okay. When I when I worked at Sports Grid, like we did a lot of that stuff like. Here are 13 da 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 that people are currently talking about online. Or it was really big and like... That's we what were, I click on. Stuff like that. I see it. the title. It goes, oh, it's interesting. And I click on it. Yeah, but you just usually read the headline and then you just take that as fact and move on. You don't even click on it. Well, I'll, I'll click on it, but then just so that I can get the link so I can send it off. Without even reading it. But either way, like you, they, there are pockets and you basically just look of, hey, we want to have a larger presence in Ireland and the United Kingdom. We're going to do the 13 worst royals of all time. Like, rank- More poison! <laughs> Ranking the best like royal houses of all time. It's like, is Windsor number one? Let's find out. But and, like conversely, something like The Athletic, like there is a market for people who like sports like 
Rovell always tweets about like that really like Jeff stupid doesn't sh- know what Rovell tweets. But he but either can't. way, like the, the shitty stuff that like I went to this minor league ballpark and got this cheese dog that was nine dollars, and here's how ridiculous it is. Like there is a legitimate market for that stuff. It's not me, it's not you, but people will click on that. That's the only thing I liked about Rovell. So you like that stuff. That's so the articles that you're talking about are articles you would click on. No, but it was like just see like oh, there's like this crazy mammoth burr. Like, I don't know. That stuff I didn't mind. It was just when he was a phony. That's his lane. That not, shit. Not well. I mean, when you get hired by a gambling website, you have to start tweeting about gambling. His I, his thing used to like Rovell built up a presence because he was like sports business. He wasn't the best yeah. at it, but at least he was like no. He, at he it. was like, that was his lane. He was good at, it and he had actions. Here's the he had you know connections. The problem that I have in a lot of other people is. He now works for a gambling company and is like selling himself as a guy that really understands gambling. And for people that do gamble, like you could just smell a fake instantly, like yeah, but, just instant. But he isn't bringing you in, though. Okay, that that is not what he is there to do. Agreed. He is there to bring in random people who might have an interest in gambling. Agreed. It would but be like people... if one of these Canadian networks came up to me and be like, "Pat, you are no longer doing your show with Jeff. He's off the show, and you have to talk about hockey." I'd be like, "I'm not doing that." They're like, "Here's two million dollars." I'd be like, "Give me some hockey." No, I understand that. And then I would be a big phony on TV, and I wouldn't care because I'd be rich as fuck. Yeah, and you would be bringing in some golf fans that never watched hockey from Florida, would now start maybe doing DFS hockey, but real hockey fans would be, you would alienate, in my opinion, the company that employs Ravel alienates their actual target market. I don't think so, because subscribers of the Action Network just don't read anything that he puts out. They read Josh Perry, or they read Chris Raybon, and the really good guys that they have there. I agree. There are lots of good guys. In my opinion, a guy like Ravel just hurts the perception of their brand. I don't think so, because I think the the only people that he impacts for a negative perception are people that are subscribing anyway and don't care about them. No, I'm not subscribing. Would you subscribe? If he wasn't there, would you be subscribed? Maybe. Would you? Maybe. Would you? I would feel, I'd be more inclined to, sub- I don't know. The answer is no to that question. You were never in there. You're not their target market to begin with. No, I, I listen, they do a lot of good things there. I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But you, Tim kind of hit it on. I like what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's like the athletic for gambling, but... You have to think about the people that gamble. Like, you have your hardcores who you have to feel like are your built-in base to begin with. Like, it's a lot like these different books. Like, when DraftKings Sportsbook puts out a promo code and you have Nate Burleson in your commercials and they're talking about it. You go to, you know, promo code crowns and you get, like, whatever deposit. Like, that's not for us. I understand we would, that. We would just have, not only would we have stuff on DraftKings Sportsbook, we would have five other books because we'd be searching for the best line. Like, people who gamble would do that. You're trying to suck in the people that have an interest in it, don't really know how to do it, but they want to kind of get involved a little bit. It feels like, for the Action Network, the hardcores are going to read the stuff of the hardcore writers that are there that are super sharp, but Rovell there is a talking piece that people know that maybe he brings in. If you just if you just took his Twitter followers and converted .01% into customers, he more than pays for himself. Agreed. And he's not forcing people away, really. Mm. I said, you, you didn't buy mm-hmm. either way. So you're a bad mm-hmm. test case for this. Mm-hmm. But Tim had mentioned something about the auto renew for subscriptions. There is an app that you can get that will basically, once you punch in your credit card number, it will show you. Uh, Tommy G was actually tweeting about it. I forget what it was. So at, at Tommy G DFS? 
I think it's just that Tommy G now on Twitter. Either way, he can tell you what it is. But he found like he was being charged an extra like 180 bucks a month on these like dead subscriptions. He didn't even know that he had. Some of them might even be double billing you. Yeah, like it is worth investigating. Like that's the sneaky thing about all these companies. Signed up for a porn site like nine years ago. <laughs> and watch it on your phone in the shower. <laughs> Imagine subscribing to a porn site. I, I don't I, like that. Blows my mind. Only fans, bro. Like, are there people? Yes, Paul. <laughs> I mean, the times times have changed on that front. There used to be somebody when I was in university who had an account, and then that got spread around university because you couldn't just go on to all of the yeah, but all I, of the sites. But how long ago did that change? Like, yes, in two thousand and four, oh, yeah, yeah. having a sub to a porn site yeah. was the only way you could really watch porn. But now there's there's YouTubes of porn and there's like 20 of them that are just free. Yeah. Like, why would you ever pay for that? I mean, is the quality of porn that much better? It's not like I'm sitting down and watching three hours of porn. I mean, you can get the premium stuff for free. Like, what people do is cut those videos from the paid sites and, and yeah, then put, put them up there. Yeah, so you're getting all of the goods, except you don't have to pay anything. But the reoccurring charge is where a lot of these websites actually make their money. Of course. It's, just, it's like the gym. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Jim is a perfect example of this. Well, Tim, have you been going to the gym? I know you're still doing keto and you're trying to get down. Have you been doing the gym since the new year? I have been. I was quite sick a couple of weeks ago. And so like for like a two week stretch, I sort of didn't. But yes, I have been trying to do it pretty faithfully. So I still go all the time, but it's it's a hassle in January because you get all the all the people who come in. Yeah. So you, you feel about the gym in January like Tim feels about the mall around Christmas. I, it yeah, doesn't bandwagon gymmer. You'll be gone in a couple weeks. It, it's not that though, because you know I, I'm actually like pro people going to the gym. Yeah, but they're in your way. They're on your machine. But it's not that. Like I just have to every year. Like I have specific times that I go to the gym. All I had to do in January was just adjust my cycle a little bit. Like people, even in January when people are going, like. There are hot spots times for the gym, like 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Oh, Real course. hot yeah. time before people go to work. Also, 4.30 to 7 at the gym, people getting off work, depending on what time that they get off. Yeah, you can make your... In. If you just go, like, if you have the ability to go after that, like, you just say, hey, I'm going to work out at 9 a.m. or I'm going to work out at 6 a.m. Or you have the flexibility of your job, you're like, I'm going to work out at 10 a.m. Like, it's empty. Yeah, you've, it's not written, that big of you've a deal. written your article, you got Raza in a couple hours, you got... Yeah, I got uh, some time to kill. Like, before we started recording uh, today, like, I knew that we were doing a later record because we had bulk recording to do. I had some writing to do. So I did the writing in the morning, went to the gym before I came in, and there was no one there. But, like, it's really dropped off. I feel bad that people don't stick with it. I really do. I think, yeah. but, but I guess my question is, and like, this is why I kind of bring you into it, Tim, with the, the recurring gym membership, is what is the, like, what is the mentality behind paying for a gym membership that you don't use. Is it, I'm going to use this? Aspirational. Aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to go, I can. I'll be motivated on Thursday. By this money coming out of my account every two weeks, I'll see it and I'll know and that'll spur me to go, uh, you know, sort of like trying to defy human nature itself, which is that people prefer inertia. It's no different. People buy like workout equipment that they don't use. Like you bought it. Like it's no different. You've, you you put the Bowflex on layaway. No, like you buy it. It's there. It's in your house, but you use it like three times. You think you're going to get motivated and then you procrastinate every time you look at it and then you're not using it anymore. I hear rowing's the new big thing. I hate rowing. I hate it so much. It's like, like I can, it's like the new in vogue, like work. Like it's it's almost passing the, 
I was going to say, it's like the new Peloton now. I see. I find Peloton, I mean, I'm not a Peloton member or anything like that, but I can see why it's very popular. It makes a lot of sense to me. Like, you can do it at your home. You can, like, I, I don't have a lot of room in my condo, but I do have a room where I could fit a Peloton if I wanted to use it. It's basically just filled with, like, baby stuff at this point. Yeah. He's now grown out of, but since we're having another one that we need to keep around, we can't, like, put it in storage or anything. So it's just kind of there yep. at that point until the new one comes and we can bring it out and get another dresser, I suppose. But, like, the way that they – it's super expensive, for one thing, Peloton. Like, it's Yeah, very, it's like 3000 bucks. And then you still have to the pay memberships for the memberships are, are yeah, and you have to pay for the membership every month to get like your classes. But if you do buy it, where I think it actually works to the favor that it is super expensive, that if you do buy it, it doesn't seem like one of those things that you wouldn't use because it was so fucking expensive to begin with. You'd hope so. My, my mom, my mom was like an early adopter. She, like Tim, she, Tim's an early adopter. She loves I am it. an early adopter. She loves it. She's on it. She. Like, she'll let me know, oh, the, the instructor gave me a shout-out today. She hits her milestones. Like, I don't know, she's bought. But, but you just hit on it right there. It's the instructor. Like, it has the screen that comes with it. You pay for your membership. You can find, like, you can even consult with them on what's the best workout for you. And then you have an instructor, like, guiding you through it like you were at a spin class. Like, basically, you've just taken what the gym does and put it in your house because it's more convenient to do. Like, that's a very logical but thing. But some people me. also, like, say they don't want to buy, like, they don't like the workout equipment of their house. They get, like, more motivated to, like, go to the gym. That's There's a me. lot of people that the machines in the house, it'll, it'll be a clothing rack. So, but that's where I think the Peloton succeeds, is that if I have a... They're breaking down that wall. They're breaking down that wall because it's like you're in a class but at your house. Like, if I right. want... More like, reason for people not to leave their house. More reason for people to live in stiller lives. No more, share, no more shared experiences. But, that, exactly. but that's, but that's the right. thing. They, they've brought the shared experience to you. Yeah. You the can do a live class, way. or you miss your favorite instructor's live, you can just... Go on demand and get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can just make it like, I can't be at this spin class at 3.30 in the afternoon to take an hour out of my day. I can do that at 7.30. Once I get home, I've eaten or done whatever at home. It's just more convenient. But the screen and actually having the class and the instructors and getting the shout-outs and things like that are what separates Peloton from me having a rack of weights at home. If I go to the gym, I will go lift the weights on that rack. If I'm at home, be like... Not really game to do. Like, I, I really struggle trying to work out from home. There it is. It's a real thing. But I just, I feel bad. Like, the gym people that go for the New Year's, and I assume it's like the same people. But you every- see them. You probably see them. They'll probably look like me, and they're in no. there for two weeks, and they're gone. <laughs> no, I mean, it's people across the board. That you yeah, see. I guess, yeah. But enough. like, the, I feel like the gym should do a better job of trying to retain these people, or maybe because of this like recurring billing that happens that they just don't care that enough of them. They're paying anyway. Pay why? Anyway. Why even make them use yeah, our space? Black, use the machines? Why black, do we got to wash their towel? I feel like if you met with like a trainer when you went in, and like you got like two training sessions, not necessarily like. I would think that, like, the biggest problem that I had when I started going to the gym is I didn't know what the fuck to do. Like, how do you work out? Like, that's a real thing. And if you go on the internet and try to find out how to work out, you're going to get, like, bodybuilding videos. And, like, that's not what I'm at the gym. That's what 99% of the people who go to the gym aren't. What? 
<laughs> just imagining a friend of ours giving advice for how to go to the gym, and he would just give bodybuilding. Advice. Yeah, he would because he he was in bodybuilding competitions. He did a yeah, bunch of steroids. He's fucking yeah, huge. But everyone's. Got... I'm not there to fucking like military press 300 pounds. <laughs> like I'm there to be in yeah. like relatively good shape. And I, I, I find that gyms do a big disservice to people that they don't at least give you some pointers. Maybe they will, maybe like they make you pay for it, but if they actually like, here's a bit of a program. And even if it was a standardized program, be like, Hey, on Mondays, you should work out for half an hour. How many days a week do you expect to come? Can you come three days a week? Well, if you do three days a week, here's what you do when you're three days a week, then you can figure it out from there. But a lot of people just, they look at the weight rack and be like, do some arm curls, I guess, and now I'm done. If the gym was pay as you go, it would probably be a lot of what you're talking about. But as you said, it's not. And more memberships, empty spots, allow them to pay for more stuff, although they don't have new stuff. No, not even pay for more stuff. They can, they know they can take on more members than their capacity because such it's a large segment fail. never show up. Well, like one of the great things about the gym I go to is that they have Wi-Fi. And that makes all the difference because I listen to all my music through YouTube. And if I don't have Wi-Fi, I'm wasting all my time listening to music. Uh, I, I mean, every gym that I go to has yeah. Wi-Fi, but it's like really bad Wi-Fi, so I never yeah. use it. See, what you should be doing, Tim, is instead of listening to music really slowly like that, like you should just have Spotify for one thing, and then you just don't need that. You can just download the songs or pay for YouTube Premium, and then you don't actually have to use the Wi-Fi. You can download the songs at home and listen to them there. Yeah, but that costs money. I have all these CDs, but I can't put them in my computer to download them to, because my computer doesn't have a CD drive. This is why I just, just get, pay the eight bucks a month for Spotify. But I you have, have access... already paid for these CDs. You have an, yeah, Tim, you, you have an obsolete technology. What about all your VCRs? You can pay $8 to have it all cat, like, cataloged. Well, as you right next to me. I already paid once. I shouldn't have to pay again. You I just want to, I want to find a way to get my music in my iMusic, but I can't because I well, there's just, a way I can, you pay for it and it's a yeah, subscription. You, you bring your, <laughs> yeah, you just pay a subscription and just download all your songs. I'm but sorry, I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry you paid 20 bucks for a CD 24 years ago. Uh, you might have to re up now. No, just I was thinking that just yesterday, like I was cruising around and like I was listening to a CD and I was like, man, I wish I had this on my phone, but. Anyway, what was the last time? What was the last time you used a CD? Because I, I, we borrowed my wife's parents' car over Christmas time when we were home, and like they had CDs. Yeah, yeah. they had, like their car was old enough that like it had a CD player. He had like a sleeve of CDs. I was like, I, I eventually just plugged my phone into the. I can't even the remember car and like played stuff through the speakers, but like. Are, will they have CD players in cars? Move like, do they still have CD players? No, in I don't think mine has one. I've never tried. Or maybe to they do. I, they do. Do they? I don't know. Actually, no. They have USB. Mine does. Mine's an older car, and like hey, I was listening to yourself or someone like you the other day cruising around, and I was like, man, I wish I could put all these things on my phone, but like my computer doesn't have the slot to do it anymore. So I can't. Like you said, if you just go into like Apple and or just find someone on. I don't know, Reddit or something like that, like a local Reddit forum or whatever people use where you're at that. I mean, just, just talk to our pal, Danny, he could probably do it for you. But like, there's no way to get it on my computer. That's what I'm saying. He could burn the CD and transfer the data over and just give you the songs or spend eight bucks and it'll be done. And then you would never have to worry about this again. You'd have access to all your music or go to a torrent website and you can download all of this for free. 
That's yeah. illegal. I don't do illegal things. <laughs> well, fair. That's probably what we should get into. Oh, yeah, let's go. Th- this is the main event that we've been waiting for here. So, Tim, there was a meme going around called Never Have I Ever. And you give yourself one point for each thing that you haven't done. There are 20 things on the list. And you had 15 points from this list. So you had only done five of them. So we want to break down which five that you actually have done in your life. So Yeah, now I will say as a, as a, as a disclaimer that I actually think the number should have been 14. Because we get into it, that one that I didn't think should count, but I was otherwise talked into it should be counting. So it's, I tweeted 15, but it may be 14. And, and then we'll get where the rest of us fall in on this list as well. So, number one, skip school. Two, broken a bone. Three, fired a gun. Four, done drugs. Five, been in a limousine. Six, gotten a tattoo. Seven, ridden a horse. Eight, sung karaoke, the empty orchestra. Nine, gotten a ticket. <laughs> Ten, been arrested. What? The empty orchestra. That's what karaoke means. No, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, 11, gone ziplining. 12, been on TV. 13, been on a cruise. 14, gotten a piercing. 5, smoked. 16, met a celebrity. 17, been skydiving. 18, had a one-night stand. 19, skinny dipped. 20, been drunk. AKA, a lot of things. When you're doing some good living, a lot of these things go hand in hand. So we're going to try to guess. The You say that there's six that you've done on this list? I do believe there are six. Well... Right off the hop, we know that you've been on TV. Yes. And we know that you know me, so you know a celebrity. And you, you, see, I, this is the one I was disputing. As to you, what you, I, you fucking <laughs> interviewed Louis Anderson. We have the video of it. Celebrity. You don't think that Louis Anderson is a celebrity? He's Emmy, a host of Family Feud. Stephen Goskowski's a celebrity. This is, is what I was disputing. He's a celebrity. Like, I, to me, I was thinking like, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, who apparently aren't married anymore, and I didn't know that. I just learned that like uh, during the Oscars. Ago. Did not know that. But, like, that to me is what a celebrity is, like Tom Cruise or, you know, Russell Crowe. Like, those to me are celebrities. So the only people that can be celebrities are major film actors. That's no, it. no, no. Like, Tom Brady would be a celebrity. Or, you know, like, Mariah Carey would be a celebrity. I'm telling you, Louis Anderson is a celebrity. I, you were the only person who would say that he is not a okay, celebrity. so this is what I mean. I'm willing to concede that, okay, fine, that counts. He's been the star of four TV shows, won an Emmy. Okay. I, I just said, okay, fine. I'll concede that point then. And you know me, and I'm a celebrity, so that works out too. Uh, been drunk. I'm going to say that you've been drunk in your life. But he smoked. Sure. Uh, you smoked. Yes. Now we're into, uh, you've been in a limo. Yes, that's correct. He's gotten a ticket. And gotten a ticket. Those are all of them. Those are the six. I believe that's it. You've never skipped school? No, never. 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 Is, this, is this something that, like, just in case you ever become, like, a teacher again? Is this what, like, teachers say so that they don't, no, no, you I know, would, I some student it. doesn't dig it up one day or something? Does it no. count, like, if you went to a doctor's appointment or legit, like, skipping school? No, no, school? that would not be skipping class. You had a doctor's appointment or you were sick. That's not skipping class. You never had Skip a one-night class, stand? Just, skipping class means I just didn't feel like going there today. I know like you never had to leave class. early for a vacation? Yeah, but that, that's, not, that's not skipping, though. That's usually pretty clear. Like, I think what skipping school is talking about, yeah. like classes I took in Your first year. Your parents don't know. No, I would say that classes I took in first year of college, and I only ever showed up to the tests oh, in yeah, none yeah, of yeah. the classes. I skipped a lot of school. Or sure. last year of college, where the professor kept asking where you were when sure. you weren't there. I was hungover. <laughs> 
Does does marijuana count as a drug? I don't think it does, and therefore I, that's why I said no to that. So, okay. it, well, but, it, see, I would say yes because it is legal. But that it doesn't okay, say like a, it doesn't say like a drug too, right? Like and that's yeah. legal. Nicotine is a drug. So to me, that doesn't. When it's I legal it, here, uh, so it makes sense. I think that meant hard drugs. Like that's meth. how I interpret that. Correct. Uh, uh, but we were also lying. The first day I met you, I found you in the corner doing heroin. So. <laughs> <laughs> We had the same tourniquet, and uh, that's how we met each other. Yeah. But we didn't contract anything and pass it on, so that's good news. Never ridden a horse. Never got a piercing. So if I go through this, what's my number here? One. Wait, you've never sung karaoke? Like, yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing for, like, university. There's always a karaoke bar that everyone goes to, and you get up there, you, you get drunk, and you, and you sing. and. The karaoke's. I have never participated oh, in We're going to have to take you up to Koreatown next time you're up here. That's true. Or Japanese town to do the empty orchestra. Uh, you have no tattoos? No. All right. So, Jeff, what would you weigh in here? So, Tim is at 14 on things he's never done. I was trying to see. Oh, can okay. you? How many limos have you been in in your life? Two. Two. So, one time was on a bachelor party. Both times were. Can, can you tell the story about when the stripper recognized you? That's well, so I mean, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> she, she, we went into to a to a uh, to a bar and uh, a strip club. You went to a strip, yeah, club. and a bunch of us, and we we sat down at a table. And uh, of all the people who went, I'm probably the least likely to be recognized by one in person. That's and, a, that's uh, actually not true. You would be the most famous person on that bachelor party. Like not the, like you're you're like a pseudo internet celebrity. The rest of the people, and people the person legit the, don't the know. Said, uh, you know, I know who that is. And multiple people said to her. You have no clue who that is. She said my name, and uh, they, they, everybody lost it. And how did you know her? I wasn't there. I have no idea why. I didn't know her. She knew me. How did she know you? Is she a fan of the she show? She knew my brother. Shout out Sparkles? <laughs> no, she knew my brother. Okay. Is that Mimi from the chat? Is this, so so is that did anyone get close with her that night? Get close with her? I'm not sure I am following well, we have a friend on all of our bachelor parties who just says he's gonna he's gonna hire like strippers slash hookers out of the back of the yellow pages, but he always pussies out at the end. Yeah. Like no one wants it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're sitting there like, do whatever you got to do, man. Like if you want to invite them over to your room you know, and pay for it, go nuts. But he just he talks a big game about it, and it just never happens. You have friends like that? Yeah, but but they do it. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. So let's see: one, two, three, four, five, one. Two, oh, I just had my number. Three, four. Yeah, I think we got it six. It was pretty straightforward. No, for me. I'm, I'm oh. looking for me. Five. I, I'm a five on this list. I have never been skydiving. I've never been on a cruise. I want to go skydiving, by the way. I mean, with your record of being cursed, that's not a great idea, man. I'm not worried about it. Maybe so. for like a 40th birthday or something, it would be a fun event for us all to go skydiving. I value my life. What's the worst I, that could happen? This I, day and age. Yeah, what's the worst that could happen skydiving? In this day and age, when everybody, you know, with all the safety precautions and such. I mean, if the parachute doesn't open, like, that's it. Give it back the parachute. What if that doesn't open? Well, that happened to Peggy Hill. She's fine. That's a cartoon, Tim. <laughs> so, so, I have never been skydiving. I have never been ziplining. I've never been on a cruise. 
I've never been arrested, at least that I can remember. Does getting thrown in the drunk tank count as arrested? I, I think it does. I don't think it does. Like, it's not on my record. I guess. I feel like if you are taken into the back of a car, in oh, the back a- of a vehicle, then yeah. Were there handcuffs? If there were handcuffs, it's arrested. But what if nothing? I else? counted myself as arrested before. I uh, see. I wouldn't count myself. Uh, Canada Day, when I lived in Manhattan, uh, there was a like a Canadian esque party. So I got, I got put in cuffs and thrown in the back of the car for pissing in public on the way home. Mm-hmm. That's uh, arrested. But uh, that they, they just wrote me a ticket and let me go. No, but I know. But to me, I think being restrained physically by the police counts as arrest. I was thinking like being arrested, like I've never committed tax fraud and been caught. Well, being charged and being arrested are two different things. All right. So arrested, I'm in. So it's only four because I've also never gotten a tattoo and I never would. Remember when you told our friend not to get tattoos and now all he has is tattoos? Well, my whole point was if you get, if you, this person in particular, if you get a tattoo, when we talk to you in five years, you're going to have 30 tattoos. So just remember that before you get your first one. Do you want to be a guy who has 30 tattoos and now he has a giant <laughs> eagle over his chest? Like It's also the same guy who does a bunch of steroids, so it, you know, it makes a lot of logical sense. Somehow, he avoided having like the barbed wire on the oh. bicep tattoo. He doesn't have that, and that blows my mind. He really should have it. That's such an embarrassing tattoo. Yeah. Well, Goldberg had it. Is, well, that, is that what Goldberg's is? Yeah, yeah. Well, people saw Goldberg. So, yeah, four for me. Seven for me. Seven for you. Yeah. Just very well behaved. Yeah, you are a well behaved. No, man. I don't think it's the behavior ones. I've um, never been on a cruise like me. No, I've been on a cruise. Uh, I never broke a bone. I've ne- oh, no, I broke. I got the shit kicked out of me. It oh, broke my oh, orbital oh. bone and my nose oh, all in the swing of two punches. You had to have broken bones the time you fell off that roof. I think I just sustained a concussion. I still have gashes on my legs from it, but I didn't break any bones. I've had injuries. Like, I've you know fucked up my knee, but it's like tore my meniscus and my patella tendon, but there are no bones in that. Um, you, you've skipped school? I've skipped school. I've never fired a gun. I don't know. What? Just never. I don't know. Never had the opportunity. I don't know. Firing guns is fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I I've never fired a real gun. I fired like BB or pellet guns. Yeah, that, that doesn't count. That does gun. not count now. No, it doesn't. I just never, I don't know, guns, I live in Toronto, guns aren't part of... You know, they're shooting range. My wife and I go to a shooting yeah, range. Yeah, never, never done it. It's, uh, a, it's a nice de-stressor. Firing guns is fun. We've done drugs, we've been in limos, we've uh, never had a tattoo, could care less for a tattoo, never ridden a horse. Definitely. Do you, I, I've ridden a horse, sorry. I've ridden a horse to go to well. summer camps. But, like, if you, do, you, is your family, like... If you got, if, if you got a tattoo, like, would you be allowed to be buried in the family, like, plot? Because I know it's a thing in Judaism. I don't really know. It's never been a thing. I always said, though, if the Chargers won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you get a face tattoo. I would get uh, I would get a tattoo. Like, I'd almost just have one design. Like, the lightning bolt striking the Lombardi trophy, maybe, with, like, the... See, now they don't even have logo art. Hashtag fight for me. With the logo art, uh, you know, of that Super Bowl, maybe. Very small, though, but that's the only thing. Like, I don't even care to, wouldn't even want to do that. So you've been ziplining? No, I've never been ziplining. You've been on TV? I've been on TV. You've met a celebrity? I've never been arrested, though. We didn't get there. That would be an important one to clarify. So I'm the only one who's been arrested? 
Yeah, I've never been arrested. And oh, I was I've, booked I've, for I've peeing. Been okay, well, we'll get to Paul. Paul, Paul. Paul was a zero on this list, by the way. Um, uh, not quite. I got booked for pissing in public once at, like, in, at school. Oh, uh, at school. You weren't handcuffed by an officer. No, it wasn't like downtown New York. It was like on like the college neighborhood of like London, Ontario. And the guy just said, I'm not giving you a ticket, but you have to make a donation to Katrina Relief. If you want to like timestamp it. I still like when that university cop told you not to smoke in front of the building and demanded your ID. What? Remember we were outside and the university cop said, where's your ID? You can't smoke here. And you said, I don't have an ID. I'm an aficionado of learning. Yes, I did. <laughs> Walked <laughs> off the campus. He did not know how to respond to that. <laughs> I of us did. Been on a cruise, no piercings. I've smoked. I've met a celebrity. I've never jumped out of a plane. See, and pa- Paul else, and I yes, were talking. Yes, Paul yes. and I have both been bungee jumping. We've never been skydiving. No, never. Now, see, to me, skydiving would be far more of a fun or attractive idea than bungee jumping. Oh, God, no. I mean, I don't love heights to begin with, especially when I I could have done that thing where the guy who jumped from space did. I, I could have done that. Remember that? That, like, Red oh, Bull jump from space oh, yeah, guy? Yeah, they, they, that they, might be the they, craziest thing. They, they put a guy in space, done. and he jumped from space, but you could all do that. He did We're going to get a whole bunch of fan art because of, yeah, because of that did. statement right there. That's the craziest Literally, thing he's ever said. They, they, but that might be the craziest thing you've ever said. No, no, but look. You could listen, not all do that. he did was go up in the air into space and then just jump. It's just gravity taking effect at that point. That's all he had to do was jump. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to jump, but he just had to jump. Like saying, oh, I can allow gravity to do it. Like, I don't know. Seems to me anybody could do that. You would die before you got up there. You would fucking no. die. You're not physically fit enough to do anything remotely close to that. They you would die. They wouldn't let you up there with, with the amount of cigarettes that you smoke. Like, no, you I would think die. You would, you would yeah, I think your heart would like cap out when you like your oxygen. You would not be able to handle the cap trip up, let falling? alone to come down. I, could, I couldn't fall. No, no, yeah. Listen, by by the time you got up there, yes, your corpse would fall to the earth. You'd already be dead. Yeah, that's my point. Climb stairs. Are you saying that you would have a better chance of jump going up to space and falling from space and climbing a bunch of stairs? I feel like that would be automatically disqualifying for you. He didn't climb stairs to get to space. He was taken up there, like. All yeah, and I'm saying your up. heart would fucking stop when you got up there on the way up because you're not physically fit enough to handle the trip. What that would be my point. Being put on him going up, he wasn't like on a rocket. He's going ship. up to the through the atmosphere. Okay, but he didn't get this like by going on a rocket ship put, with NASA. Put it this way: your heart would not be able to stand like going up to Everest. I and- just went to the doctor a week and a half ago. I'll let you know. My doctor told me my heart was in tip top shape. Did you, yeah. go to, did you go to Trump's doctor? No, my doctor did my blood pressure. He said, your blood pressure is perfect. It couldn't be better. I was like, thank you. Tim, we could get a meme of like Tim beside Derek Henry with like the same stats. Yeah. <laughs> like height and weight. Honestly, same I guy. Jump too, Jeff. I, could, all you I, to I do don't, I don't, I'm throwing this out here. I don't think that I would survive going up to space yeah, and jumping. From space. I, I agree I with think Tim. I would die. I would, There's also a huge part of knowing how to fall from that too, that this guy did. No, it's, it's not. Jump. It's not. It's yeah. It's not like he just jumped and he was like, Ugh. pretty much. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, he just like went around and around and around and around, and then he hit it. Then he pulled the parachute. Cord Where do you think something. this guy is, Steve-O? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's what. That's literally what you're making it out to be. Like he was like Steve-O. I, I think it's a little easier than you guys think it is. I could have jumped from space. <laughs> 
I would top that. I, I, I don't think we, I don't think you do. I, I think that's the sound bite of the the early front runner for subjectively incorrect. I think I could jump from space, Tim Andercast. That's so crazy. It's just gravity. You couldn't handle the G force of a like F one vehicle. You couldn't go to like the, the the best Six Flags in like wherever it is and handle whatever's. Kids oh, are I went riding to Canada's these days. Wonderland once, and they had this ride where they take you to the very top, and then they drop you. Yeah, That's the drop terrible. zone. Drop yeah. zone, it was called. You handled yeah. it. And, and guess what? Space, bit higher than that. So, like, for reference, like, Tim couldn't handle the Tower of Terror for, like, a Disney reference, because I assume more people have been there than, say, Wonderland. Buddy. Unless we're talking about, like, John Holmes' Wonderland. Now, everyone's been there. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, I, I stand. I stand by that. You just you put on a suit that says Red Bull. You put on a helmet that you don't need because, like, you're not going to hit your head anywhere. You're falling from space. You put on the suit. I think it's an oxygen. I, I, I would believe that there's being oxygen being pumped through that helmet. Okay, because you're okay. in space. All right. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. So you, you you get in your suit. You put on your helmet so you can get some a little bit of oxygen into you. Then you take a step to the edge of the platform, you wave to the cameras, and then you just jump. I would like to see some fan art of Tim being in space but having his head like go really big like Homer's did when Bart was describing what happened. I think you think this is a lot more funny than I think it is. <laughs> I this like as Jeff said, this might be the most insane thing you've ever said. And I know you hear that a lot. This is I didn't even think you had this level in you. I don't I don't see what's so radical about it, but anyway. I mean, why don't you try something easy on this list first, like singing karaoke? <laughs> then you can jump from space. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think jumping from space is all that hard. <laughs> just jumping. You're not good at jumping. You have bad vert. I, you don't need vert. You just said that drop... Down. You just said the drop zone was terrifying. What do you think <laughs> falling out of a falling out of a rocket ship in the atmosphere would be like? But I think what made it terrifying is I didn't know what moment at which I was going to drop. Yeah, that and was the part. The one thing you have control on when you jump from space <laughs> is that you know when you're jumping. And in some sense, it doesn't make it less terrifying. I think it does. Uh, Paul. What what's your number on this? What if we threw jumping from space on here? Um, have you done that? Because it's so easy. I, I would be at a four if we added jumping out of space. I don't have any piercings or tattoos, and I have been bungee jumping, but never skydiving. Everything else has been uh, you fired again. Everything else. Oh yeah, we used to, on day off, uh, but tree planting. We used to go into the bush and we just like take targets out there and just shoot guns into like these like sand pits. Like, have you never even been like skeet shooting, Tim? I've shot pellets, no, that like pellet guns, like into uh, old circular designs that uh, look like targets. My first time, of paper. my first time firing a gun was when I was like uh, probably like eight years old. Like up at my family's cottage, my dad had a rifle, and we would like they would let me take a couple shots. I'm planning to take the gun course. I want to go hunting. Yeah, you should. I don't know if hunting. I just. I don't think you should be around firearms. I'm not going to lie to you. Just stick to jumping from space. That's much safer. For I can. You. I think you think that's more ridiculous. I than think Tim hunting, hunting would end sort of like a Dick Cheney type story. Yeah, except or he would Pat shoot. Would you know, it, it would be. Ha- apologize it would, to me. 
or me be, shooting him in the face. Tim going hunting would be half Dick Cheney, half Plexico Burris. <laughs> <laughs> which way the gun go? I guess that's why you take the course, so you know which end to point. Oh. Which end the point and end. Oh, man. You got anything else, Tim? This has been great. No, oh, you I, can't I, talk I, that. I, I, I think that's probably a high note to go out on. Oh, I, I had this one on here. Because I think I actually, you know, Tim, usually he hears something, and then his mind gets set on it, and then that's it for eternity. They can never be talked out of it. It feels like he kind of swung a little bit on this one. We are talking about, there's a store in San Francisco that in order to use the restroom, you have to have their app and swipe it to go in. Great idea. I think it's a great idea, too. And I feel like I've convinced him that it is a really good idea. It's a good idea. Unless there's, like, a desperate mom or, like, the situation is desperate. Like, you can sense, like, you're the clerk. Okay, okay just let them in. I need to fill out a freaking thing. But if you're just moseying in off the street or even sitting there, become an app. We give you coupons, bonuses. So a lot of these apps are great. Uh, I was thinking about it the other way. So my initial reaction to it, just because I heard it was in San Francisco, was one, all the app developers. people, what? That was number two on the list. But number one, like all the app developers are there to begin with. So it could just be like a, it wouldn't cost a lot. Like it's not Starbucks who's doing this. I think it's like a one or two shot place. But they might know someone who wants to like beta test an app that they have. And maybe this is like a proof of concept. So it'd be very easy to implement in a place like that. Two, no place in the United States has a bigger homeless problem than San Francisco. And as a place where we live that has a gigantic homeless problem as well, is even Paul was telling us, telling me before we started recording, like they just built a new McDonald's across from the old McDonald's where all the homeless people used to be. And now they have like security guards in those places because that one McDonald's was where all the homeless people kind of converged and hung out throughout the course of the night. Like, you're going to find places like there's one over by the hospital that we go to to uh, do like the ultrasounds and baby check-ins. And it's 90% homeless people, most of them. There's just people like basically doing drugs in the bathroom. So this is a way to keep those people out. Like, and it's not dehumanizing to kick them out. Just, I can't let you in. I'm sorry. You need to have an app to get in. You're running a business. You're not a public library. You're not a public uh, place in the sense that, you know, you have to let, everybody who wants to come in, in from the public, your business, you don't have to do that. I, I totally, once you explained it to me and I got over the rage of having to use an app to use the bathroom, like, actually, you know what? This actually does make some sense. And I'm on board with it. And the other, the third part of it is like a lot of these places now, like a lot of McDonald's that you'll go into that. If you do want to use the bathroom, regardless of who you are, you need to like get the person behind the cash registers attention. They hit a button. That's like downtown to let you in. Yeah, but, you yeah, in. Yeah. but there are places like that. Yeah, this, yeah. this takes that out of the equation. And now you don't need to bother the people behind so they can work like more efficiently. I was at a McDonald's type place in the downtown area recently. And like a manager had to like kick a guy pretty much out of the washroom. Like, he was definitely not using the washroom. He was definitely homeless. He definitely just... Yeah, it was, I mean, it could be homeless. It could be people with, like, severe drug problems. Sure. And yeah. a lot of times, those go hand in hand. Yeah, they, but they do. for, like, the safety of your customers, like, most people who are in there, homeless or not, are fine. But, you know, the people shooting up yeah. in the bathroom tend to cause some problems and make it yeah, unsafe Yeah, if you went people. to a, a fast food place with your family and you went to the bathroom and there was some person in there doing drugs or, you know, washing their underpants in the sink, you would, would you return back... To that store, I would be inclined to say you wouldn't. Oftentimes, I don't know, it happens a lot like when I use an ATM at nighttime. There's like a homeless guy in the, uh, which is like kind of nerve wracking because like I hear I'm taking out money and yeah. his most desperate need in life is money. But, but like, I, don't know, I find that I'll just, they don't even want you to acknowledge them. They don't want to, I don't know. 
I, I maybe find, they do want me to acknowledge them, but they just want the warm fucking space. Yeah, well, I, I just find it's a really it's a really difficult situation because a lot of the programs that are implemented, I mean, uh, people say that you can judge societies about how they treat your worse off, and you try to. There are a lot of programs put in place to help out homeless people, and I think the one thing that's being like underutilized in this space, like yeah, you can build a giant shelter. And they've done that. So they've built a whole bunch of different giant shelters all around Toronto. And one's right down where we used to work. We don't work there anymore. Yeah. But there's a huge homeless shelter down there. And the people that I know that live around there, and basically what I've been reading, it's not like they put up this homeless shelter, the price of my house is going down. Those aren't the complaints. The complaints are usually coming from like late 20s to early, like late 30s women like walking by themselves. Like they feel unsafe at night. That now outside of their house, like they're just kind of nervous because people yeah. like assaults have gone up. So now, like, they're freaked out by it. So I don't know what the actual solution to any... I mean, if I knew, I'd probably be a millionaire by solving the, pr- like, problem. But, be an urban planning genius. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> that doesn't seem... Perhaps there is no solution. I mean, There's I think... I, homelessness I, I, pretty much throughout all of humanity. Yeah, but there, there really seems to be a not only a higher degree of homelessness now, that it's more concentrated than it's ever been before. Sure, because more and more people who are affluent are moving out of cities and more and more people uh, who are desperate are moving to cities, right? Like that, that's not a hundred percent thing, but like, look, I mean, people with money rarely live in the downtown core of a city. They usually live in no, the south. No, that's unless they're like crazy wealthy, but the people who are yeah, the, 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 the wealthy yeah, live in yeah, the very yeah, downtown. Sure. But the upper middle class are not living in downtown cities. They're living in the wealthy suburbs of cities. And so you have, you know, and you know, the, so the ho- housing prices downtown are incredibly expensive because the only people who are really living there are the really wealthy people. And you have a lot of people who are suffering from drug addiction or homelessness or abuse or any number of reasons why they don't have a home and where else you're going to go, but where the most people are cities, you can't go out in the country. There's nowhere to go. So it's, you know, urbanization has this effect, unfortunately, of people congregate where there are common places and where are the common places, but in places where there are the most people. Well, I would think, too, that like the money that's being spent on all these preventions, like whether it be like pop up shelters or just places people can go and stay, that like this seems to be the largest like mental health crisis that there is, that maybe that's the approach that you take. Like you sure, actually- but those shelters are are not places people some people can go because they are victims of assault or they have significant mental issues and can't be around lots I, of other people. Like, I, I agree. But like, I think that people get falsely put under the impression that if a lot of people just had like a roof, like there was just more homes and affordable homes, there'd be fewer homeless people. But I don't think that's really the issue. No, like, you have a lot of people who make very lazy arguments and say, well, you know, if you just took all the money from billionaires and gave, uh, you know, every homeless person a home, everyone would be comfortable. It's like, are you that economically illiterate? Uh, like, do you have that little understanding of the world that you think that by clicking your heels and redistributing somebody's wealth that you could solve homelessness? No, of course you couldn't. I mean, you if know, you, there's, if, there's if, a million problems that, that cause homelessness. If, if, Not, yeah, but, the, no but, silver bullet. But I would think that the main issue behind a lot of it is like, it's not like people are choosing to become homeless. There's usually some sort of disorder that goes along with it, that uh, whether it be schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, that kind or of thing. Or trauma that, of some sort, <laughs> thrown out of your family home or sure, but I think that the job, divorce. They're, they're, I would wager, and I don't have the statistics, so I could just be talking out of my ass on this, but I would think that there's fewer people who are homeless because they got fired from their job and now they live on the streets. Generally speaking, you, 
if you came from like a corporate job and you got divorced and you went bankrupt and you ran out of money, you'd probably figure out a way to not live on the streets. Living on the streets tends to be something that goes along with something else. Not just I'm talking about people who lose their like minimum wage jobs and are desperate. Yes. I mean, there's an element of desperation there too, but a lot of times, like <laughs> if you don't come from a broken home kind of thing, like family can help you out. Maybe you don't have family and maybe that's why you're out there. But like, there's a lot of people that won't get themselves off the streets until people come in. Like you talk about like redistributing wealth in terms of having it for like homes for people. I agree that wouldn't do anything, but if you took that wealth and redistributed it to like mental health professionals and actually gave them the money to help these people, I think that would actually, it wouldn't solve the problem, but I think it would take a lot of people off the streets. Mental health professionals and giving people jobs. Those are the number one and number two in any order you want to rank them solutions to chronic, uh, you know, homelessness and poverty, the dignity of work, the dignity of having something to do. I mean, one of the great crises and, and sadnesses of homelessness and why addiction is because, is because there's boredom. There is not there's not anything to do. Giving people jobs and having mental health. Uh, See, I, I think you. I think you. I, practitioners. I, I, a lot the of these. A lot of these people can't have jobs until they can rectify whatever's wrong so with them. It, and it well that needed. that that has to be step one. It's not just like, hey, here's a job. It's yours now. You don't need to be. Homeless. No, no, a lot, no, a lot of people just don't even take that job because like, they're not in the right mind frame. Of course not. Once you are clean, once you've been through the diagnostic processes and the and the clinical processes, having a job to go to when you're out, when you're ready makes all it grounds you in the world and it also keeps you from doing all the stuff and falling back into the bad habits like that's for the non like impaired people like it's and i mean you could even there's it's it's odd because they're like homeless but then there are people that don't do anything but just live at home until they're 50 like they don't have a job they just like live in their parents basement or something like that and they're enabled that way they have the luxury of doing that yeah and they know how to eat enough craft dinner to survive off the like government checks and just get get by get by by. have a bit of debt maybe a lot of debt but they're not on the street they they're still got lights on in a roof exactly but like a lot of the problems of breaking out of that too and a netflix subscription probably yeah yeah, you're (laughs) paying nine bucks a month you're good to go Uh, i mean you have to get spotify you can't do that but just the netflix uh, but if you had like structure, like the job provides structure and it's the structure that's not important. It's not necessarily yeah. the financial. I mean, for some people, it is the monetary compensation and that it kills like, half the day. Yeah. Like you're doing something and and people by the time you're home, on, half the day's already gone. There's less you know, time. And when you have a job, people, like I said, rely on you. You want it to, people to be able to depend on you and you can be able to depend on them. But you're right. There are people who have severe mental health issues where maybe a job is not a solution, but some type of volunteer work or something for them that they might be able to do and contribute could make a world of difference where they can see, you know, how they're affecting the world in a positive way through their contributions. Even if they can't work, having facilities and ways to makes a, a big difference. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, if you're going to, you can never resolve homelessness c- completely. You know, that's just not, not an option we don't live in utopia. We're never going to, but you can mitigate the worst things by trying to encourage these things. But, you know, it seems like the big cities, you know, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles are, are not inclined to do these sorts of things. Well, I think a lot of them just feel like, I mean, I don't notice a homeless problem in New York when I go to New York. Like, I find it's far worse in Toronto than it is in New York. Uh, Marenzi mentioned recently, and he's been back and forth a lot, like it's, he's noticed, feels it's exponentially worse in Toronto. Like Vancouver's really bad, too. Yeah. But... I just, for whatever reason, New York, like I get San Francisco, I get Vancouver and I get 
uh, Los Angeles, like those are warmer places. Like, I mean, if people aren't in New York, maybe they give them like one way tickets out of town. I don't know. But like just being here is bad because it's so it's like when we lived in Calgary, Tim, like how yeah, cold it would get there. Cold. Yeah. Ottawa, Ottawa is probably the worst in the country. Really? Because they take here's my theory on is that they take really, really good care of the homeless. It's the capital city of Canada. So you have foreign dignitaries that coming in all the time. There's homeless shelters everywhere. You just have it's insane how many in Ottawa. I went to university there. It was just like the whole downtown is just it's just like a homeless shelter. And it makes sense to like try to get them off the streets. But I think it's probably because we treat the homeless we we provide more services than maybe those other cities. That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, potentially, but like it's not good here by any means. Like if you like Tim, if you want to tax the billionaires and trillionaires, like the money is probably better served to go to like help that portion of the population, not just to redistribute it to everybody. Yes, just expropriating uh, from a billionaire to build homes is the sort of dumb thing I was railing against. Yeah, not no, I understand sort of that. Reasonable. S- you know, public and private sorts of uh, programs that could be developed to to provide actual on the ground help to people in a comprehensive way. That stuff is useful and helpful. Yeah, and I think it would give a lot of people who have like experience not only as both. Like, you talk about like giving people a purpose, whether it be ex homeless people or ex addicts, and there's just a lot of people in the mental health care industry right now that just don't have jobs. That like, sure, it, it, eventually that becomes an industry unto itself. That you can, at first, it's going to be a gigantic cost, and you're going to need people to do it. But it's something that people would feel good about doing for one thing, which is also great. Like people sure. want to do something that they're invested in doing, and they'll do it better that way. But if you could not necessarily make it a business, but make it a an industry where people do get paychecks from it, that you know, it's just more jobs for everybody. I agree. It's better than building like five high rises that are like super cheap and you put people in them and then you know you take a few people off the street or you take a few addicts off the street but put them in here and then people just start selling drugs in the towers like unless you stack those towers up five high to space and then jump off which i could do <laughs> jesus christ sorry for ending it on a heavier note from time to time i like to have those discussions and I could be completely yeah. off base on this because I just kind of bullshitting about it. So I, yeah, it was a heavy note. And I don't know. I'll still say we peaked after Buddy said he could get to space. <laughs> get to space and come down out. alive. Yeah, we had, we had to. The biggest challenge is getting to space. Like, yeah, which we don't to... think that you could do. You know, I just who's going to take me up there? Like, yeah, no, you would like, die on your way up there. Not, no, I wouldn't. Just get me there and I'll jump. <laughs> sort of like the Amazon. I don't know how to buy the packages, but I know how to receive them. <laughs> I don't know how to get to space. But I know how to jump when I'm up there. You get me on that platform, I know how to put one foot in front of the other and tumble. What if it's not Red Bull that does it this time? What if the only one that will allow you to do it is DCX? Well, if I don't make it, then I'm no longer in a world full of DCX, and how sad can that be? And if I do make it, well, then I'll have enough clout and influence over DCX to get rid of the X and bring back regular DC. All right. That will do it on this episode of... Cust Corner? Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner. No one calls it that. I just did. Okay, no one but you.
I don't know. When, when you talk about SEO value, that's a thing that has SEO value, by the way, Mr. Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name. See, all these things are actually true that I'm saying. You just live in a world of delusion. I can't wait for this to get to the people. It's not going to be right away. I know. I'm I know. When Tim does karaoke, he can start a tribute band afterwards and call it Use Your Delusion. Maybe two. (laughs) I I thought I would have gotten a response for such a corny joke and dated reference like that from Tim. But no, (laughs) nothing. Shockingly enough, I guess he hasn't put over, he hasn't listened to his CDs in so long. Guns N' Roses are out of his repertoire at this point. Yeah, it's true. Never was a big GNR fan. You are? No, never really was. I met Axl Rose. I can put that on. Celebrities I've met. Yeah. Met, met him at the Electric Lounge below the Dream Hotel. My friend used to be. He's no Alex there. English. Like the NBA, the NBA player? player? Yeah, he was the big celebrity. Remember you met him at, uh, at the C? Remember when everyone the... asked him if he was going to get fired the next day oh, when yeah. he was when, there when, to when like, when be Paul inspirational? In college, they brought in like, yeah. an athlete guest speaker. He was like the eighth coach on the Raptors. And he got costed. Like, top 20 all-time in NBA scoring. Like He's a legit star. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he like would, you're. So you think that Alex English is a bigger celebrity than Axel Rose? No, I don't think that. Good. What about Louis Anderson? I think I was wrong about Louis. I think he's a bigger celebrity than I thought he was. Uh, just because he's your dad, you don't have to downgrade what he does. Reason <laughs> to see them standing next to each other was just hilarious. Yeah, I play DraftKings. <laughs> It sounded like he actually did, too, which is kind of funny. Louie, big into DraftKings. Anyway, we'll leave it that way. I told you about the giveaways. Always subscribe. Go check out the entire catalog of Gus Corner, which you can find in the description of this video and or podcast. If you got a road trip, helps kill that road trip. Got a flight, helps kill the flight. Not going to lie to you. Even I've gone back and done it and just been shocked by the asinine takes that have gone on. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you very much. That was a good one. You're welcome. I I, I didn't realize that me claiming I could jump from space is going to have that kind of reaction because I really don't get that tough. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Just listen to it out loud. Just say it again and then just think about it. Jumping from space is not a big deal. Say that 10 times and just keep thinking about what you're saying. I don't think it's that hard. It's just to jump. Why doesn't everybody do it? Uh, well, six forty. It's expensive. Perfect. Hey, talk to your boy Richard Branson. He can put you up there in one of those right, Virgin. Elon, or talk to Elon. Elon. Tim hates. Yeah. I guarantee you, Tim hates Teslas. I despise Teslas. Have you ever been in a Tesla? No, but I've seen them around. I don't like them. Uh, as someone who's driven a Tesla, why would you hate them? They're Fucking they look, amazing. They look, pretentious. They, they look pretty cool. Yeah, they do look. They look yeah. super sleek. Yeah. But if I was like, that much money on a car, I think I'd buy a nicer one. What? If you're gonna spend what, a, what car would you buy? Are yeah. they even that expensive? They're just hard to get. Like, they're super hard. Depend like the like fifty. Like they're not like no. Like the upper the upper scale ones are like a hundred k. Oh. But like the I believe like the S model or whatever it is. Like the one that you see around is like fifty sixty. It's, like it's no different than like a new BMW. Yeah. It's yeah. I'd rather have a Tesla. Drives itself. Yeah. I don't think I'd want a German car, but uh, maybe like a, like a, a Maserati or something. A Maserati's are like 200K. Whatever. It's not a whatever. <laughs> Why don't you want a German car?
I just don't want a German car. Why, not, why would you want you an Italian dislike car German German car? I just don't want to buy a German car. So you don't want to support the Axis, but you're going to support the lesser end of the Axis? No, my grandfather didn't like the German cars after the war, and so I was like, you know what, okay. Wow. But they were pro-Italians? Italian who just did a switcheroo at the very end in both wars? No, but I, anyway, my point... My old man even has a, an old BMW. Like, I, I'm not opposed to ever having one. It's just, if I were going to spend money, that wouldn't be my first choice. Anyway, folks, I'm going to take off. Okay. Enjoy your Maserati. Thank you. See ya. Okay. Bye. Experience! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.